identify the problem before viewing the solution. So I've written a few of the uh, parameters that we've been given for this problem. We have a flywheel rotating at 500 revolutions per minute. When the power is turned off, it slows down due to friction, rotates 200 revolutions in 30 seconds before the power is turned back on. So we want to find out the final velocity, the final angular velocity after it's turned back on. So what we know is the average angular velocity is going to be the sum of the initial and the final velocities divided by 2. And the rotation is just going to be the average angular velocity times the time interval. And so that's omega naught plus omega over 2 times my 30 seconds. And I can solve for omega. So omega is going to be 2 delta theta divided by delta t minus omega naught. And plugging in the numbers, I have 200 revolutions as my delta theta. My delta t is 30 seconds. So that has units of revolutions per second. So when I subtract off my omega naught, I have to make sure that the units on that are in revolutions per second. They're not. So I have to convert it. That's uh, 500 revolutions per second times, um, sorry, revolutions per minute times one minute every 60 seconds. And that's going to give me 8.33 revolutions per second. So that's the number that I'll plug in here. 8.33 revolutions per second. And I'll evaluate that to get an omega of 5.00 revolutions per second. Or I can express that as 300 revolutions per minute. Okay, So that's how fast it's going after it's spun down for 30 seconds. In part B, we're asked to find the, uh, what are we asked to find? The, the, the time it would take to spin down if it, uh, to a complete stop. So we'll use the expression that omega t is equal to omega naught plus alpha t. And this is analogous to the linear, the equation of motion for a linear motion that looked like v of t is equal to v naught plus at. Okay, so it's the rotational analog to that. And obviously to solve this, we need to know alpha, which we don't have yet. But we do know uh, a rotational displacement. So we can use uh, the fact that omega squared minus omega naught squared is equal to 2 alpha uh, delta theta. And that's the rotational analog of a linear equation that we learned in chapter 2 that looks like v squared minus v naught squared equals to 2a times uh, delta x. Okay, so using this expression, we can solve for alpha. If you divide both sides by 2 delta theta, you get an expression for alpha. Okay, so alpha 
is equal to omega squared minus omega naught squared over 2 delta theta. And when you plug in values for that, um, we had final omega of 5 revolutions per second. The initial rotation rate was 8.33 revolutions per second. And the total rotational angle was 200 revolutions. And so when I evaluate that, I get an angular acceleration, alpha, of minus 0.11 revolutions per second squared. I can use that now back in this equation here, solve for omega of t equals 0, and find t. Okay, so t will be equal to uh, minus omega naught over alpha. And I know the initial rotation rate was 8.33 radians or revolutions per second. The angular acceleration was minus 0.11 revolutions per second squared. So the minus signs cancel. And I'm left with an expression for the time that is 75 seconds. And then part C asks how far this thing could rotate in that length of time. So to find that, I'm going to refer back to this expression that I had and solve it for delta theta. Okay, so before I solved it for alpha, now I'll solve it for delta theta. So delta theta is going to be omega squared minus omega naught squared divided by 2 alpha. And I have all the numbers to plug in there. The final angular velocity is 0. The initial angular velocity was 8.33 revolutions per second. And the acceleration was minus 0.11 revolutions per second squared. And so when I evaluate that, I'm going to get 312 revolutions. Uh, I need to be more careful that term there should be squared. 